From Outrun the Bear Media, this is Dads on Dads on Dads on Game of Thrones. Welcome to the Dads on Dads on Dads podcast, a show about the lighter side of fatherhood. Each week, us three newish dads talk about a theme and answer listener-submitted questions on that theme. Today's a little bit different in that today we're talking about Game of Thrones. But before we get to the thrones, I thought we'd spend a minute talking about some people, events, and podcasts we're really excited about. The first one is the podcast Barbie Kong, done by a friend of the show, Katie Retman. Barbie Kong is a podcast where host Katie Retman interviews a different female guest every week. Colin's lovely wife, Amy, was a guest. Uh, and they talk about everything from parenting to media to the idea of feminism and the current climate. You name it, they talk about it. Through this exploration, many personal stories are revealed and unpacked. Guests vary in age, race, and socioeconomic status. And, and Barbie Kong is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So guys, get to it. It's a really good podcast. There's a lot of episodes uh, already recorded. So as soon as you start listening, there's more than enough to listen to. So get on it. Barbie Kong. Listen, go listen now. And the second thing we're really excited about is Cage Theater Company's 8x8 Festival that's here in New York City. Uh, Cage Theater Company is a New York City-based theater company that concentrates on modern interpretation of, interpretations of classical texts, and they do great work. Michael Hagen's Cage's artistic director, is a good friend of the show. The 8x8 Festival is the brainchild of Mike Hagen's, and now uh, Mike has been part of 30... The, the impetus is this. Mike has been a part of 30 of the 38 plays that form the Shakespearean canon in some capacity, be it as an actor or a director a fight director, and this year he's decided to finish it off. In Cage Theater Company 8x8 Festival, he's producing the final eight shows he's never done, one per month, until he finishes off the entire Shakespearean canon by his 40th birthday. Next up, Coriolanus on May 4th at 7 p.m. at 353 Studios, Studio 3, located on West 48th Street between 7th and 8th. All right, before we get to the Thrones, and I know everyone's excited to talk about it, what with Game of Thrones dropping on... Uh, on Sunday. First, let's introduce everybody. Here with me, I'm Paul. Here with me is Michael. Sup. And Colin. Hi. Everyone's favorite Colin and everyone's favorite Michael, I'm sure. Um, before we get to the thrones, what's new in Danning, guys? Well, um, I've got a, an exciting thing that we've started doing with, with our little Finn. Hit it. Um, so we've started to give him solids. Wow. Yeah. Um, big so, mistake. Yeah. So Why we, is that a big mistake? <laughs> So we started off, we we, um, we pureed some carrots, um, did not like, did not want at all. So like we, we were trying to feed it to him for a long time and just like he, he was just like, he'd make a face that is wonderful uh, for me to make. You guys uh, listening <laughs> will be able to see it really well. It's like this. Okay, it's a gross face. It's yeah. that. It's, yeah. it's it's a that's it's the universal. <laughs> that is gross. Get it out of yeah, my face. Exactly. Face. So he he didn't really eat much of that. So so we we went on. We tried giving him a couple other things. We gave him some peanut butter. He was kind of okay with that, which is good. That means you know we'll keep giving it to him to uh, hopefully ward off a peanut allergy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which we understand is important. Um, and then we've moved on to uh, avocado. And he was okay with that. Um, he really liked butternut squash. Um, and then today we gave him apple. He was very happy with. But today, today, um, with the butternut squash being last night, we got some of the first um, <laughs> solids diapers. What? What's that? What's what's that? Like? Um, I'm, so, sca I'm scared. So okay. So so people who don't have children may not know that um, babies' diapers don't actually smell that bad. Like. Yeah, they're, they're, it doesn't like the breast milk yeah. diapers don't smell breast milk yeah. bad at all. Diapers are not bad. Uh, I'm not going to say they yeah. smell good, but they don't right. smell terrible. It's not yeah. like a yeah, yeah. Um, right? Yeah, and it's and, not a, it's not a diaper full of human feces. Yeah, right. exactly. It's, a, like that. it's yeah. almost a satisfying yeah. smell because he's made something, and that's yeah. good. And you like your babies yeah. to make something. That's very supportive. <laughs> 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 it's a little farther than I'd go. You're but, a good dad. <laughs> you know, I try. But um, yeah, no, for you. This uh, this the these these three diapers in a row in quick succession were um 
were not that. They were very, <laughs> very smelly. And um, yeah, they, were they outwardly fragrant? Yes, they were outwardly fragrant, and uh, they were brown, which is not this. Like, yeah, that's the other thing. Is like baby babies. Like when you're on the breast milk and everything, it's usually like a yellowish color. Um, yellow, sometimes green, if there's something weird going on. But like, it's it's not it's not brown like you'd expect an adult. Um, bowel movement it's it's like you know a yellowish color that's that's kind of like an okay smell but this was terribly smelly and brown and it's it's been brown like the university brown yes exactly right exactly okay. like the there university. Was, so so your, and the the, your the football team so your child's diapers was indistinguishable in any way from, from the university, I'd say Brown University literally. in Rhode Island. It was literally, literally. It was the, actually it was indistinguishable from the Cleveland football team, which is worse. Apparently they're going to be re- <laughs> look. Apparently they're going to be really oh, yeah. good. You heard it here first. They got Baker Mayfield. They got OBJ. They got they got a lot of guys. They got a, they got uh, Kareem as, Hunt. And as we've seen, the Browns have always done great when they've had a huge amount of talent. I think they're um, go- I think they're, I think they're going to be good. But well, it's a separate yeah, discussion. One, one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, it was it it was it was a lot, and um, it's going to continue to be a lot, and. Would you have like a tasting form though? You'd list it off like five or yeah, like, so we, like we do five like, foodstuffs, like one a day sort of thing. Oh, okay, and so like, I see. We'll, we'll give them. Oh, yeah. in the time that you've been, I yeah. see. Yeah. But and so and so, this question may, might be relevant to people with really young babies. Um, and the question is, what signals did you receive from the child to let you know that hey, it's kind of time to do solids? Um, so the first one was our pediatrician saying you can start them on solids. <laughs> that's always helpful. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's always a clear yeah. kind of driving the truck through signal. Yeah, but what uh, are the signs? They can hold their head up. Uh, hold their head up. Yeah. Uh, was is kind of one of the main ones. Yeah. Uh, if they start sticking their tongue out as much, because that means they're not trying to like force something out of their mouth. Got it. Because the uh, baby yeah, who's yeah. not ready for solids will try to force the food out of their yeah. mouths. Um, they're they're pretty good at that, I guess. Um, so there's that. Uh, I think the main one was the pediatrician saying yeah. <laughs> right yeah. Yeah, that he's and, ready for solids. And, and that said, like um, that was at our four month well visit and it's been a long time since that and we've we've just kind of been like okay now i think we're ready like yeah. it was kind of a, a feel for us being like i don't know yeah. it seems seems not yet and, and right. then eventually we're like okay yeah i think ours was around six months i yeah. have no idea this is one of those things that like yeah. a year from now you're gonna be like i don't, I don't remember yeah. No, I could see. I could yeah. see us going to eighteen months and yeah. finally saying, <laughs> "Well, because yeah, the, right. uh, the choking fear." At eighty-five is... months, Paul's Paul's son finally comes. <laughs> to you know, it's that's that's it. He's the late bloomer. Uh, <laughs> no, I could I could see. Um, uh, uh, Teddy's a little younger than Finn. I could see. I could see Teddy being ready for in the next month or two. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, Finn's going to be six months in a couple in like a week ish. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's it's just. Just before his six months, so his half year birthday. That's a big milestone. It I is, mean, did you yeah. guys, did you guys celebrate at all? Um, did you take him out for a steak? T- <laughs> <laughs> now that he's eating right. I mean, yeah. you might as well. Um, we took funny videos of him doing it that we won't release to the public because <laughs> you know because yeah, embarrassment. Yeah. yeah, and if he ever divorces you. Yeah, um, he'll he can then turn around and sue you for defamation when, once he reaches the age of majority. Yeah, when um, he when he comes in and it's actually, yeah. I think true. Sure, which is, which yeah. may, which may be true. Yeah, when when he sues for emancipation, and right, right. sues us for <laughs> right, if, you, right, if you've right, taken right, all of right, the right. commercial money that he's made, right, as, right, as right. A minor, yeah. I don't think you can sue for defamation for something that is true. <laughs> no, no, so, you can't. You absolutely can't. <laughs> releasing an embarrassing thing about something actually is not punishable. No, that's true, and that's actually yeah. that's actually a big misconception. People think, well, if something embarrassing comes out about me, I can just sue them for defamation. No, you can't. <laughs> it's got to be a lie. You yep. Sue yourself. Right, <laughs> you could you could sue you could sue your own stupidity. Okay, that's yeah. that's what you should be suing. You can, you can only sue if they if they did something embarrassing about you that was untrue. Right, so. more more or less, and and it helps if you're not a public figure. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and for example, if somebody if somebody said defamatory things about us, mm-hmm. you know, or slant or wrote slanderous things about us, it might actually be a different test. I don't know because I don't know if we qualify as quasi-public figures even doing this podcast. We you know? don't? Well, you know, you know what I mean? Like, putting yourself out there. Some yep. judge it's, like it's, determines <laughs> our download number, and they're like, no, you guys don't qualify. <laughs> 
that's that's so true and and it would probably be relievingly depressing <laughs> you were legally failing podcasting. <laughs> you guys are not it's jury selection it's like do you know these podcast hosts no nope nope, nope. <laughs> and okay. every and and both and both attorneys believed those jurors <laughs> when they said that they had no idea at all who the hosts of the Dads on Dads on Dads podcast. There's one were. person who knows it, and it's my wife who just got called in for yeah, jury yeah. duty. I mean, uh, but again, to both our listeners, you guys are the best. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, you ladies are the best, and we really appreciate. When is Amy going to start listening to the podcast? I swear, I've heard it playing in the house. <laughs> You know, it, it's um, it's it's a pleasure to, but it is a pleasure to do do this podcast. And it's a pleasure to do the podcast with all you guys, regardless of how much of a public figure I do or do not become. Um, all right, that's a big that's a big thing though, yeah. man. Solids, solids. So that's that's really cool. Yeah. So yeah. now is the rest of his life, food wise. Yeah. I mean, he's finally there. Yeah. Sort of. I mean, so so breastfeeding does not stop at solids. Oh, okay. So there there's still a lot of feeding him the milk but we're also adding this in on top of it like so. so when does it when do you think it completely phases out well for the first year i think their nutrition still comes from uh breast milk or formula like the food yeah. is just practice right until they're about a yeah. year old and I at think that they, point the nutrition yeah. needs to start yeah i think they price. start getting iron i want to say iron from from some of the foods but i'm yeah. not positive yeah, yeah that's a big thing because yeah. uh you're not supposed to give them more than our pediatrician said, and this is, you know, whatever, talk to your doctor. Talk to your doctor. Don't listen to us. <laughs> don't but, li- please don't listen to us. But our pediatrician said not to go over uh, 16 ounces of whole milk because uh, more than that, uh, it blocks iron absorption. Like, that's mm. a big deal for kids is iron yep. absorption. So, yeah. Yep. Anyway. Well, we are... We've got to get to it, guys. Yeah, we've got to get to the thrones. Let's, this is, I'm let's so, sit in those thrones. I I am so okay. So so the the first question I the, actually the first question I want to ask, and this is completely off the cuff, but the first question I want to ask is, have you seen the reports of the thrones that are in and around the New York City area? Yes, and. I have not. Because they apparently they exist. Oh, Colin, a, can you tell us about yeah, this? Yeah, so I just read about this. I heard the thing that it was in uh, Fort Totten in Queens, and it was one of six locations in the world that HBO put a throne. That is so cool. Yeah, and so I I had heard that. I was like, all right, whatever. I'm not going to go do that because I don't do things like that. Uh, apparently they had to, once the word got out that that's where it was, the park was at capacity before it opened. Like the people <laughs> standing in line to get into the throne were more than the park was going to be able to accommodate throughout were the day. Were they killing each other? That's amazing. No. Were they playing the Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah. while they were... For 30 seconds in a plastic throne. It was plastic. It's plastic? It plastic. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but oh, this, come on, game. HBO, you could spend, right. spend on this. Get the metal. You're I making mean, the money. Although, but, uh, although Liability. But the, in, is, yeah. Injury risk. You know, yeah, they, they, don't, they don't literally want barbs that you could slice yeah. yourself open on, yeah. according to the according to Just legend. forge it out of swords. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> we forged this one out of Valyrian steel. Sh- <laughs> shut up, DB and Weiss. But apparently a woman, a local woman, had always thought that that would be a cool place for the throne to be because it looks very medieval. And right. she saw the first like teaser pictures that HBO put out. And she's like, oh, I know exactly where that is. And she got into the park before it opened and took the first picture. And then it blew up and everyone knew where to go. And it was a whole thing. And so. it's all these old, it's all these old, I think, uh, like old military buildings or something. Yeah, that makes Fort, sense. Fort yeah. Or like, um, like Fort Tilden. Um, is a place that we go to the beach mm-hmm. uh, when we want to go to the beaches because it's the, literally the le- if you if you walk far down it's way down in the Rockways mm-hmm. um, but if you walk far far down at the end of the beach there's a seawall you know and you pass and you pass it because we, we we hike the whole thing we walk the whole thing at one at one point at the you know at the end of the at the at the way the far far end there's a seawall and you pass. A couple of clubs, a couple of beach clubs, a couple. Of, but there's really nobody on the beach. So yeah. It's a very peaceful beach, but you know, it's one of those forts where, like, there's there's either all old military buildings. There's I think there's an abandoned asylum, nice in the area, which is which is suitably spooky looking. Yeah. So I, I would assume that Fort Totten is something like that, with just kind of either abandoned military buildings or old kind of public use buildings that were once, you know, that were kind of built to last, but yeah. then just fell out of use. Yeah. That's really cool though. Um, I I, I want to go see it, but at the same time, I don't think I'd want to fight through the crowds. 
It's for a plastic throne. Yeah, for I'm your, not for, for the Instagram. I'm not sure. I you know I do have yeah. to gram it. I, mm-hmm. I have to. Dads have, on dads on grams. I, we are we are Ooh. not on Instagram yet. That oh, sounds like something else. I don't think we're on Snapchat either. <laughs> no, we're not on Snap. I don't I don't do Snapface or Instachat or any of that stuff. Yeah, I I think Snapchat actually uninstalled it from my itself from my phone when I turned thirty. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Because like, oh, you 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 too old. You too right. That's, you took a picture and it saw your face. It's like, oh no, no. <laughs> did we're I tell not, we're you not about? Doing this did anymore. I tell you about my nephew's mean friends? No. And what they said. This sounds very Snapchatty though. What no, is it wasn't. But it's not on Snapchat. It was to my face, <laughs> and I don't and I don't bloody appreciate it. But they said that they don't go on Facebook because that's where old people go. <laughs> and I'm I was I was gravely I was so gravely offended that I. Um, uh, that I ruined his car. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but he's a, he's a great kid. He's actually going to uh, to college now. My eldest nephew is going to college. Oof. I'm old. I'm <laughs> old. I'm really, really old. Uh, uh, so we got to get to these Thrones questions, though. Yep. All right. So are you guys excited? That's the second question I have. I'm. I am excited. Now it it should be. And, and where are yeah. you watching? If you know, so if you um know. so it's it's going to be interesting because I'm going to be out of town during uh, during the premiere. Uh, there's just a whole situation where my dad is getting older um, on that day, so uh, <laughs> uh, he ha- he has a little birthday party going Does on. Does he so. not age on other days? Because I need that secret. <laughs> that's an amazing. <laughs> that's an amazing. <laughs> he trick, actually by he the saves way. it up for the whole year oh, and, and then, then it's on one day. Okay. Yeah. I see. Just flips that switch. Oh, yeah. like Dick Clark. Yeah. Dick Clark spontaneously aged at one point two hundred fifty three years. Yeah. In the space of thirty oh, seconds. Oh man. He. I couldn't believe when he died. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I, I, I was like, this, this yeah. guy, because he's he looked ageless for so long mm-hmm. that you didn't, it didn't really register that he was actually getting older. He, and he was such an institution mm-hmm. for so long. I mean, if you see, if you see old things of American, uh, old video of American Bandstand, he doesn't look meaningfully different from his days on American Bandstand as he did like when I was growing up in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. You know, like he, he just has one of those faces that doesn't really seem to, that kind of got to an age and is like, yeah, I'm okay with this age. Ooh. I wonder if he aged rapidly right when Paul Rudd came up, you know, to prominence. <laughs> it could be. Maybe whatever he had oh my, left him right. and entered Paul like, Rudd. Whatever, now, whatever Pazuzu type of yeah, demon, yeah. you know, kind of is now in Paul Rudd. Yeah. Is that how I could uh, see that? I could see is that. Is that how Robert Redford Brad Pitt worked too? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, just yeah, like yeah. the the spirit moved to Brad Pitt and yeah, so Robert Redford became <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Or like the demon in Fallen, that Denzel right. Washington movie, <laughs> that Denzel Washington joint, which is really good, by the way. I'm a big, I'm a big fallen guy. I've heard good things. I yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. It's a, it's actually a really good. Movie. And a lot like Game of Thrones. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so, so you're why you'll probably be watching it yeah. at, when you go visit your dad. Yeah. So we'll we'll bring a computer and we have HBO now. Yep. Uh, Get that I, I think now. HBO uh, which, what, one, HBO now is if you don't have a cable subscription. Right. Yeah. HBO yeah. Go is if you do. And, yeah. Yeah. And you okay. just want to yeah. watch it. So go. so we have HBO now. Yeah. That's what. And we're and so it's a, because we watch it on our Roku normally. So yeah. like we will probably just pull it up on a laptop and watch it that way and maybe stream it into my dad's TV. I, I don't know. We'll see, we'll we'll see what kind of a setup we can figure out and uh, we'll we'll watch it in in Seattle. In C Town, S E A Town, not C Town, which is Chicago, or, or C Town, which is oh, a disappointing grocery store. It's hey, it's the City. it's the one closest to me. Sure, yeah, the meat is rarely fresh. I've had a couple of those closest <laughs> to me, and I was never happy about it. C Town, not a sponsor. <laughs> Probably never will. Jump, be. jump on this C Town. <laughs> Your chicken is rotten. Um, so where are you watching, Colin? Uh, we'll be at home. Yeah, we're watching that on the HBO now as well. But uh, I don't know how the. When it goes live, when you can watch it, it goes live immediately, like eight oh one or whatever. Is, is, yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. understanding. Okay. Yeah, on yeah, HBO so, now. Yeah, we'll, and then you'll just switch to the end of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll probably, uh, yeah, we'll probably watch that one live. We, there's few things we watch like as they happen these days, but that would be one. You, the the more spoilery, the more people are gonna be talking about it on Monday. The more you have to watch it yeah. that night. So. So yeah, we'll be we'll be catching it then. Right, and so I think we'll be catching it uh, next Sunday night too. Unfortunately, Teddy will be in bed, so he won't get to indulge in the Thrones. Do you, he, do you want him watching that? <laughs> you know, he goes to bed, but he you know you you want him you want him to take into account and not take into account, but you want him to take in. I think even at a young age, 
because I've dimly remember the 1986 World Series very, very dimly. <laughs> um, but you, but you, like when big things happen, you cultural want them to cultural events, like cultural events, you wanted to be around for them. And this is for be- I remember when the last season of exactly <laughs> Game of Thrones this premiered. Is, this is for better or worse a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's it one was of the- three days before George R. R. Martin died before <laughs> finishing any more books. I think Winds it, of Winter. I think he's finished them both. And I think he, he's I, just a jerk. I, th- I think he's waiting till the show comes out because he <laughs> wants to have the last word. That yeah. would that yeah. would be I don't think he want he want wants to race them at all. Yeah, that makes I, sense. I, or, I mean, at the, at the very least, I think six is done and I think seven is well on its way. So there's another there's another one. There's another one. There's, there's just one. more. No, there's two. Oh, there's, what is he doing? there's a dream of spring. So for the so a lot of people who are listening might only watch the show and that's fine. Um, I I am one of those people. I have read the books. There are f- I there, am you. I've, re- I've read the books. There are five Hit books me. as have I. Game of Thrones, Storm of Swords, Clash of Kings, Feast for Crows, Dance of Dragons. Those are the first five, right? And then we're waiting on book six with bated breath. I actually, at one point, was doing a reading vigil, waiting for the sixth book to come out and just reading them and rereading them and rereading them. And I gave up after like six months oh, and yeah. like seven times through. Yeah, you drive yourself crazy because you're never going to stop reading those books. Right, right, right. And th- But they're really good books. Paul, to- you will literally never stop reading those books because he will never finish them. I, do- I don't have the same faith because I, I remember... Uh, I think he's going to finish them. I, I really do. I was working... Um, one of my lat, like one of my previous jobs, and someone was like, "Oh, these books are great, but you know, this guy's terrible at getting books out on you know in in a timely fashion." And that was seven years ago. Yeah. Um, I don't think that he's just like got this master plan. I think he's not good at meeting deadlines. I yeah. mean, obviously he's not. But do you think? Do you? Th- and here's a separate question, actually, that I have because I have a very specific um, thought on it. And I do believe that George R. R. Martin owes his owes his fans an ending to the books. I, I I believe that the expectation has been set for so many years that whatever shape they're in, you know, if if they're not done on your deathbed, have them re- you know, or have them released posthumously. Oh, they're coming out. Or, or whatever. No way. Or, or, or whatever. I th- yeah. I I think though, after all the after all the faith, it's not gonna Frank Herbert it, where like his son yeah, has yeah. to go back right. and write that'll, some prequels. Right. That'll and then... definitely happen. <laughs> I I know, but like I th- I think I I think he I think there there he does to a certain extent, and you know I don't I don't think Neil Gaiman. That George is, you know, is my, is whatever, whatever you, you know, he's, he's not my, you know, he's not my like writing monkey, but like, I think that after 30 years of fandom and faith, I think the readership is owed either the ending to the books or an explanation. Why not? Right, right. Well, you know, I mean, he, he's given it to you because he's told the writers of the show and the showrunners what the ending is. And so you will get the ending to the books through through the show. I don't think you will actually. I think I think that the ending to the show. He's my, gonna change it. My belief is that the ending to the show is is going to be different than the ending to the books. Okay, that's I, my belief. I mean, like, so so he may change it. I mean, there's that possibility. But I think that he has told them what he thinks the end will be. Right, and then they can take that or leave it as they. Mm-hmm. I mean, they. I think they've left a lot. If I was running that show, I wouldn't do what he's doing. No, because you know. But then, what if he's telling them something different so that they do? You know, it's a whole. It, right. That's a whole chess game. I don't know. <laughs> that's a, that. That's that's kind of a terrible thing to do. Sure, we're like, talking about the entertainment industry. Yeah. I don't. Know. I, don't I would put nothing above anyone. Well, I mean, I think I, I put writers on. I put novelists on a higher pedestal. I don't know. I I, I think TV, that but. the the level of just like. I don't know. Uh, the 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 idea that he'd be like, "Oh, you don't get my ending." Like yeah, yeah. the 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 level of pretension and arrogance that you'd have to have. Yeah. It, I don't would, see him having that. Either. I don't see him I doing mean, that. But I I don't know if he would want to protect his ending in a way that you know. I, I would love to get inside the contractual work that they've done with each other. Right. To see how that's played out, uh, I, we'll it, never learn that. I, but I would love to know I, what they've agreed upon with each other. I think it would be boring language. Well, sure. Um, what? But right, I want. But right, I want to know right. the meat. I want to know what they've decided 
Okay, you get this, I get this. Because right. you know that's been worked out somewhere. I think they have the broad strokes. And I, uh, I like and by they I mean DB and Weiss. Yeah. Um, I think I think they have the I think they have the endpoints, and I think they have major 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 signposts. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that they built. I don't think for a second that they built in the same how how yeah. you get to the to all those signposts and how you get to the endings. I think I think the shows are on a way different trajectory to wherever they're going. Even if they're going someplace similar to the books, I think they're on a way different trajectory to actually get there. Um, but there are certain. I think there's certain clues that you can take, kind of from what the show's doing. If you if you were interested in prognosticating about the books, like one of those one of those is being, and I'll just kind of jump into the show. I'll just jump into the show before we get a before we get to our first question. Is that I think the dragons die. I think all the dragons are gonna die in the books. In the books and in the show, okay. I think I think all the dragons are die are gonna die. And the reason why is because in the show, if you remember, Tyrion lectures Daenerys about going to King's Landing with nothing but fire and blood and how she'd be no better than her dad or whatever it is. I think that the point is is that the Seven Kingdoms are going to get remade in a better way than when the Targaryen, when then when the old Targaryens, because it's probably just going to be new Targaryens on the throne, but then when the old Targaryens sat the throne, I think it's going to get remade in a better way. And I think in order to do that, you can't have something as unpredictable with yeah. dragons yeah. kind of in the, you know, eating goats and burning kids up. Like yeah, you know, yeah. It's like you have vi- these vicious monsters that you can't control. It's like having nuclear weapons that you can't control. Yeah. Mm. Like, I think I think at least one dragon dies to take out the ice dragon. I think the ice dragon is the easiest one to kill. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's already dead. Right. You, I mean, you know, Just so light they, it on just, fire. Yeah. Literally light yeah. the th- you don't have to bring it down. Light it on fire. Yeah. It's a white. Only necromancy animates these things. <laughs> the others are some other magic. Yeah, yeah. That only Valyrian steel and I guess dragon glass can kill. Obsidian. Is that what the show set up? Uh yeah. 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 Right? John John Snow kills kills one of the others with the uh, the White Walkers with the with the Valyr- with Longclaw. Yeah. Which is which is weird and I was thinking about it. Why does J.R. Mormont give Jon Snow, Longclaw, and this is a deep cut theory, but I believe that John, that Ned Stark told Mormont that mm. that Jon Snow was actually a Targaryen, mm-hmm. and who he who he was, like whose mm. get that he was, and okay, well, I guess you know I've got the one of the last remaining Targaryens up up in this piece, so I guess you're going to be Lord Commander, so uh, <laughs> I guess you get Longclaw now, yeah. right? Like. I don't know. It makes sense to me, but all right. So to the questions, what Game of Thrones dad do you most aspire to be? And why is the answer not Ned? Yeah. Right. Why, it, right. right. Why is the answer not Ned? Because I, I mean, mean, so obviously yeah, in, his ideals kill him eventually, yeah. but in that world, S- since, he's inflexible well, though. Ned is, in, Ned is inflexible. But he's he, inflexibly good. Yeah, but he's inflexible. Sure. Hey, Ned, we need it. You know, but we need he, you to get a little, but, we need you to get a little gray every now and then to keep right, yourself alive. But if he flexes, he flexes down. Do you want to be the guy that compromises? You know, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, definitely I'm not, not saying gonna, I want to be little finger, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be, you know, uh, Jamie and just p- Push a child out of a window. <laughs> right, no, right. The things I do for love. <laughs> like, like you're either Ned Stark. It's not you're either Ned Stark or you're Jamie Lannister. Yeah. There's there's I mean, gradations right, right. in between. Oh, no, there's... Uh... But there aren't a whole lot of them right, in right. the game of Thrones. Well, so, right, because you got the Greyjoy dad. Who's, right. No, no. Balon's, Balon's an insane person. Yeah, you've no, got, he's literally crazy. You've got the Lannisters, no. You've got right. the guy okay, above the yeah. wall. Uh, I, I don't I know. his name. Well, I gotta go. Oh, the, I, he no. loves his kids. I mean, oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a very loving father. Um, very yeah, loving Craig Craster Craster Craster. Uh, you've got, uh, but so I think there you could maybe make a case for for uh, Mormont. Remind me why he hates Jorah because he fought on the wrong side, right? So he what sees ha- him as a traitor. So what happened with Jorah was that Jorah, um, to keep a wife from a rich house, had to have lots and lots of money, and so Jorah Mormont ended up. Um, getting into slavery 
and and selling Putin, you know, selling poachers into slavery. Okay, which is wrong in the yeah, north. Yeah. And he's okay. a, and House Mormont's a banner is bannerman to House Stark, who was warden of the north at yeah. the time. Ned Stark caught him. He's like, that's okay. Slavery, no. So I think there's yeah. a pretty strong case for uh, for Mr. Mormont as well. I'm gonna yeah. go with Tywin Lannister. Oh God. Why? Oh yeah. Why? Oh yeah. What? And I'll t- and I'll tell you why. I hated him more than like anyone money? else in the series. <laughs> it's not because I like money. Tywin Lannister t- sticks by his family. He sticks by his family, regardless of what you think. So his his son Tyrion really sticks by him, huh? Well, look, he didn't he didn't treat Tyrion well because Tyrion, I don't believe, is his son. Uh, Still his family. Okay. I believe okay. that Tyrion is a bastard of the Mad King. I mean, that's possible, but doesn't mean that he do, he can't you know treat him like a human. But uh, but how does he not tra- look? And he's mean to him, and he and he does all does all these horrendous things to Tyrion. That said, he grew up in a house that was the that was kind of a laughing stock, and somebody had to be the mean somebody had to mean the mean mug, and somebody had to be law law and order guy, and he was law and order guy. And you know what? Nobody laughed at House Lannister once. You know, young Tywin. Uh, made you know, you know, once Tywin basically writ the reins of Castamere in blood. So, I mean, what I'm saying is that he's a guy who's completely. Is it is if it you, because the Lannister household is kind of like a Connecticut family, if you ta- and you grew up in Connecticut, <laughs> and so if, if you take his really good qualities, and he does have them, they're really buried way down. But if you take his good <laughs> qualities, they are pretty admirable. He's a smart leader. I mean, he, he knows what he's doing. He's he's, re- he's really bright, and he sticks to his family almost to a fault. He yeah. knows exactly what Jamie and Cersei are doing and how gross it is. Yeah, and he just he just keeps working with them. Yeah, you know, and just trying to let's. I don't, I don't see Lannister. it as being like because he's so for his family. I think it's because it, it gives him advantage. Like he was incredibly self-centered. I, I, that was my take on it. That's that I've not read the book, so I don't know. But uh, in, in the show, like what I got was that he was incredibly about himself. And so like he put himself in whatever positions that he could because that was his goal. And if his children were in powerful positions, that meant that he could be in powerful positions. And since he had power over them and he would abuse them into like believing that he was above them at all times, if they got into a powerful position, he could just insert himself into that, into that place. And so like, that was dramatic. Yeah. That was that was dramatic, <laughs> that's a, and, that, exactly. and that was the end of that answer. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, uh, but well, he, but I'll take a more new. The, the, I'll take a more nuanced view, and mm-hmm. I'll only say this: is that I believe that while many things Tywin does seem to be self-aggrandizing, as somebody who takes on all of House Lannister in themselves, to ag- to to aggrandize House Lannister is to aggrandize himself. So it's good for House Lannister if Tywin Lannister is the hand of the king. That's a good thing, yeah. and he's he's trying to move it forward. And there's 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 lots of evidence in the show that he has looked away from obvious deep flaws in his own family mm-hmm. in order to, in order to to keep striving towards a common goal for his family. And that and that is what I find is admirable is that there is a species of kind of unconditional love there that's. That's almost sweet if Tywin Lannister was capable of smiling. Okay. That's the nicest read. Or capable of love. That is the nicest read I can give him. That's the, I mean, and in the books you get, in in the books you get a lot more context about Tywin as, as a person who is capable of love and Mm. which is, which is probably what's coming through here. But I, I think that's the nicest read I can give him. And yeah, he's as a dad, he leaves a lot to be desired, but you know, if I took only his good qualities, Tywin Lannister's not so bad. All right, all right. Do you think? Uh, what do you think about Tyrion's uh, uh, pat? Uh, yeah, patricide. Uh, do you think he was? Oh no, he's mark? well justified. Oh, okay. he's, <laughs> he's very well justified. He, no, Tywin. Tywin's done horrible, horrendous <laughs> things to Tyrion. I don't actually believe that. I think. I think that Tywin believed that Tyrion wasn't actually okay. his kid. So okay. as as I was going in and watching the show, um, I was convinced at first that anyone that I liked would die immediately and anyone that I hated would be there 
forever. It's a pretty right. Safe, safe um, way to watch the show. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Safe way to read the books, for God's <laughs> yeah. sakes. To, to be fair, like, I wasn't totally. I, I, I was a little bit disabused of that notion when. Um, oh, God. What's, what's Daenerys' brother? Um, uh, Viserys. Viserys. Yeah, yeah, Viserys. When Viserys dies, I was like, oh. Okay. There are a couple. Good. Yeah, there are a couple. They're yeah. like, yes, that's <laughs> needed to happen, yeah. and I'm glad it happened that right, way. Right, right, right. Ty, Tywin, Joffrey, and, oh, and, Joffrey and needed to buy the series yeah, yeah. Were, were the three that I was like, okay, well, at least at least that person died. Yeah, there's some right. justice then, in this world. Yeah, you know, the I mean, show the show makes Tywin irredeemable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and that's the thing. Like, I, I don't see him as redeemable at all. Shout and, out to um, Charles Dance for that performance. Yeah, yeah Char- solid. Oh, Charles Dance, great casting. Oh, the casting. Yeah, yeah. On Game of Thrones, yeah. they killed it. I mean, they nailed it. I mean, I mean, I think Tyrion was a bit of a layup because Peter Dinklage is such a phenomenal actor anyway. It's almost so I mean, he's an like obvious he, choice. It's like he wrote the part, right. but there's no way he could have because Peter Dinklage wasn't mm. anywhere on the scene right. when well, that first book came well, out. It's just it's this crazy. like perfect marriage. It's just this crazy. perfect marriage of, of, of material and circumstance and talent. Yeah. So, so, so here's the thing though about that. I, I did start reading the first book um, at one point and then uh, my bag got stolen and the book was in it and then I never continued. <laughs> but... Um, that's but, fair. That's a fair way yeah. to regard the novels, <laughs> Game of Thrones. But um, but like it d- kind of describes Tyrion as as really really ugly, and yeah, like that's the, and right. like his eyes are are different colors, yeah, and like all yeah. of these things that yeah, Peter didn't. Dinklage is not. He's he's, he's a, a good very good looking man. Yeah. and so like eh. well, and then after the Battle of Blackwater, like he's way more disfigured than the uh, oh my god than yeah. the show. But I think oh, they that's just didn't not... want to bother with the makeup. Or, I don't know. <laughs> that's like, not. He's missing a nose in the books. Yeah. He's missing a nose. He Looks oh like my. a monster yeah. after that right. after that attack. Right, uh, but uh, yeah, I think and they, it's Cersei who did it to him. That's right. That's yeah. I mean that's the, what the books lead you to believe. Yeah, that it, that she paid that she paid or somehow had the the knight of the king's guard you yeah. know go in and mm-hmm. lop off his nose. Yeah. Right, like you do as one did. But the casting the casting is pretty crazy. Um, uh, dance as Tywin Lannister is is yeah. it's just amazing casting. Well, and it's it's similar to the Harry Potter movies where they cast these kids in the roles and they the kids have stayed in the roles and thank god they're good. Like they right. you know, they didn't go through super weird adolescent phases, which wouldn't be their fault. Bran Bran I think was the was the one who I had the most doubt about. Yeah. From a casting standpoint, yeah. I was like, "Is Brand gonna really stay in stay in this role?" Yeah. But no, he's still. But they've in all and they've all risen to the to the role, and it's it's really cool when that happens. But on yeah. top of that, they cast Sean Bean, who always gets killed. <laughs> yeah, oh man! Good. But he was a great Ned Stark. <laughs> he, he was, was a great Ned Stark. Yeah. I mean, he's a picture perfect Ned Stark. Yeah, uh, Lena they, Lena Headey. We were saying when mm-hmm. the when the when the mics weren't rolling, yeah. uh, she crushes it as Cersei. Yeah, she's great. It's wonderful. Uh, yeah. She uh, is. Uh, I, I don't Coster know anyone. Wal- Co- Nic- Nikolai Coster Waldo. Is yeah. that how you say yeah. his name? He's he's phenomenal. Yeah. Like he, he's. If you read the books, they are who you. It's gratifying because they are who you would have assumed. Right. I was like, oh, that's what that's what that. Of course, that's what that person. And the looks rotating like. cast who plays the mountain perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. May, may as well may as well be. I mean, they're just a, a, he's just a, for a lot of, for most of the books, he's just a character just a caricature monster of awfulness, <laughs> yeah. just doing terrible things just all the time. Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh man, so. Um, I don't know. I guess so. Tywin Lannister's. I. He's not the. He's not the best got, dad in yeah, the world. Got. Got to be Ned Stark. I mean, like. Right. Be, it's it, got to be Ned. So I got to say this also because, um, in our world, he would not be killed. Right. <laughs> right. So, in the, yeah. In our world, it's easy for so, us to say, "Oh, of course, I picked the yeah. principled guy who raises his family with strong morals." And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but in our world, Ned Stark. You know, testifies before Congress, right, and right. all the bad guys go to jail. Yeah, like right. that's that's what happens <laughs> yeah. to you know. We like well, to think I mean, that's what in the current yeah. in the current government, well, um, maybe, maybe Ned that. Stark <laughs> testifies before Congress, and then like somehow gets investigated, and some weird things happened, and right. he goes to jail. Right, like sure. that's like that's that's kind of the worst ver- Like that's the Game of Thrones version of what happens to Ned, Ned Stark. Right, or the the real world version of what happens to, to Ned Stark. Right. right. But he's still the best, probably the best dad yeah. out there. I, I mean, mean, so Ned, Jorah, and who else? Who else we got? The the one with gout, and the sun spear. Right, like, he's not he's not <laughs> he's, terrible. Yeah, right. He's got gout, and it's not his fault. Yeah, there, there's not a whole lot of there's not a, Randall Tarley. No no oh. no takers for Randall Tarley. <laughs> no. Nobody love no no love for Sir Randall. What a caricature! No, of no a he's bad he's father. oh he's brutal. He's brutal. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, the Mad King? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I don't think we're doing the Mad King. It would be fun. Rob Stark, but he's Ned's get. So right, right. Yeah. It's the kind of the same thing. Yeah. Right. There you go. Yeah, it's pretty much just Ned. Yeah. It's Ned and Jorah. I guess are the two best fathers. All right. It's question two. What's a character you miss that you either miss the most because they're dead, or you'd like to see more of? And obviously, I miss Ned. Um, but I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of Liana Mormont. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Sir Brown of the Blackwater, please. Yeah. yeah. Let him fill up every scene. It's a I, ca- I don't care how much scenery he chews up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I, you know, he's, cause he, cause again, he's one of those satisfying characters to me because he's exactly what I would have thought of when like he's, you see him when he gets on screen, and you're like, oh, that, of course that's what Bron looks like yeah, after yeah. reading the books. Yeah. It's very satisfying that way, but yeah, yeah I like, don't, I don't care. Like a good looking guy, but in a sleazy way. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. He goes to Vegas a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. And plays in poker rooms for like hours on end. He has like a really vague job description in the entertainment industry. So <laughs> right, right, exactly right, right, what he does. Right, he's right, connected right. to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. His phone always keeps ringing and he always keeps <laughs> saying, I'll take the call later. Uh, yeah, that's good. Uh, I, any of the wolves? I'll take that. Right. I miss oh, all yeah. the wolves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> keep dying, though. I'd like to have all of them back. So, what, what, will, what wolves are still alive? Ghost. Uh, Ghost. Ghost is alive. And Nymeria. And Nymeria is alive. Yeah, yeah, Arya's yeah. yeah. wolf. Is that it? Oh, oh God. And then uh, yeah. uh, Shaggy Dog? Was that the... Shaggy Dog's dead. He is. Okay, I couldn't remember. Yeah, because um, one of the Umbers, which I which I don't think this is how it goes in the book, but uh, but it's how it's going to go in the books, although the books aren't there yet. But uh, in the show, one of the Umbers throws, I think it's an Umber, throws the Shaggy Dog's head Okay. Uh, at Ramsey Bolton's feet yeah, at, at some okay. point prior to the Battle of the Bastards. Okay. Yeah. Bring those uh, bring those wolves back. Yeah, I like the wolves. Yeah. Wolves are good. Um yeah. anybody, anybody else? Anybody that you miss? I, I don't I mean like I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more of Arya because oh, yeah. I mean like there's there's not it's not like oh we haven't seen a lot of her or anything, but I mean her storyline's interesting. Yeah, and it's I'm, one of the I'm best. Lo- I'm looking forward to seeing more of it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and do you think the waif was her? Was Arya? I think that's, that's a, an that's interesting a pop, theory. That's a popular fan theory. Yeah. That, which which waif? That the, the waif in uh, in the House of Black and White is Arya herself. Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. see how it would work in the show, but in the books I could see it. But I I don't see how it would work in the show. I can see how like, it would work s- in the show. But did like, she sword fight and stab herself? Is that a kind of yeah, yeah. I mean that'd be crazy. I mean not sword fight but stab herself. Right. And I guess when she cut when she when she swishes the candle away with mm. the sword when she cuts the top of the candle off that's kind of her coming together as one person. Hmm. Yeah, probably. I guess, I don't know. I mean that's that's a little crazy. Uh Catelyn Stark is the one is one of the ones I miss mm. actually the most. Yeah. Um in the book, she comes back as Lady Stoneheart, which mm-hmm. I regret not seeing in the show. I think that would have been pretty cool. Obviously, too late. I, they're not going to do that in this last season. I don't. No, think. I, don't I mean, know. that I would be that. hilarious. Yeah, no. that would they be have bizarre. too much. They have too much to yeah. do. Yeah. I think they but have a lot was, to do. As just, you can tell by in the last season, they just like teleporting from place to place. Right. Oh my like, god! How, yeah. how did you get there? Things move. Retcon, <laughs> baby. Once it took a season to get across this land. Once they got away from George R. R. Martin's stuff, like once they past all of his points then oh my god that show just went light speed it was right nuts like oh now we've got a tv show going we don't have to tell the story we're gonna things are gonna happen and or, they happen fast or they're like we you know we don't want to make this a 15 season television right. show <laughs> yeah, yeah. because the outline is so deeply detailed yeah. and that's what it would take to tell it a lot of people criticize the writing i don't i, I don't really i don't really get it um <laughs> I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a dragon. It's a soap opera. Yeah, what, I mean, what, what more do, you do want? people want? <laughs> right, Lord. Right. The le- you had a loot. You were given a loot train attack for Pete's sake, <laughs> which old and the dragons, which is pretty amazing. Um, I don't know. I I think I regret bad Jamie. <laughs> I regret seeing evil Jamie. Now Jamie's going to be all honorific. And, I, uh, I, so I, you know, from, from the beginning when I saw him, I was like, ah, I hate that guy. <laughs> and then at some point I was like, oh, they're trying to make him good now. Right. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Cause like, I, I, I can never forget him just 
pushing a child out of a window. And I'm just like, you know what? That's that's irredeemable. I'm not it's I'm true. not gonna be on the Jamie train. Yeah. I don't care what honorific things he does. Like, oh, he he betrayed the Mad King because he had to. He's like, yeah, I think he did it because it was good for him. And then he was just like, oh, here's a child that has seen something that he shouldn't see. I'm going to push him out a window, especially in a world. Yeah, but he did it for love, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's especially in a world where like um, Targaryens for years were just like um, riding that incest train. Uh, and and it was kind of it's it seems more acceptable there even though like the show they're kind of like is it acceptable yeah, I don't yeah. know maybe it's not like and obviously there's political reasons why why Cersei can't like could yeah, yeah. could not be in that relationship but like uh, the 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 gross factor is not like actually a thing um, as 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 much in that world it seems and so like pushing a child out of window for that and saying it's for love like no no you're you are a jerk and <laughs> yeah, no you he's are a, jerk. a bad yeah. person he's like, yeah. i think we can i think we can safely it's say like, that jamie lannister oh not you a lost person. a hand mm, yeah no i'm glad you lost a hand i'm <laughs> sad you didn't lose more that's that's a little brutal, um, but you know it's 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 fitting for a brutal world like Game of Thrones. Yeah. All right, we got time for one last question. One last question from an anonymous source: What was the most shocking death? I mean, the red wedding, everything. Yeah, I yeah. So I had read the book before that, and my my mm-hmm. wife was watching the show, and I was like, we she was catching up. I was like, we <laughs> we need you need to catch up before that happens on the show because <laughs> right. you can't avoid these spoilers. Yeah. Like we have to catch this. So, yeah, that was a big deal. I think specifically within that, Catelyn getting killed surprised me maybe the most of right. the mm-hmm. deaths within yeah. that. Um, that would yeah, and just the way it was just so like they just got so stab happy. It was so, <laughs> and it was almost like unemotional. Right, and, and like it was yeah. just—it just it was awful. I think actually the 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 part of of that of the red wedding specifically that was most shocking to me was was the wolf uh, was killing yeah. the wolf and yeah. being like, ah, oh, we've got this wolf. Yeah. It's like, oh, they killed the wolf yeah. too. They right. they went there yeah. like it's, and the it's unborn baby. Yeah, that it's, was, oh uh, god. I yeah. mean, it's terrible killing people. But like killing an unborn baby, killing <laughs> killing a wolf, like those those yeah. are the shocking. Yeah. These sprays are cursed. Yeah, Thank, thankfully, I think the most shocking death to me in the show, as a dramatic device, was Arya just murder oh, yeah. facing House Frey. So that was great. Satisfying. It was so satisfying. <laughs> so They're here, satisfying. and quite and quite frankly, it was the it, it was the most shocking in the way it happened because yeah. I was not. Because in the in yeah the, you weren't expecting it because yeah. in the in the books it in the in the I hate to keep going back to it but in the books it's really Lady Stoneheart or the corpse of Catelyn mm-hmm. Stark who's literally taking revenge out in House Frey and she's yeah. just kind of whittling House yeah, Frey yeah. down to a nub like one hanged doofus at a time <laughs> yeah. like they literally find this hapless anywhere they could find a hapless Frey they find him and they hang him right but Arya kind of just took care of all that yep. in a really in a really sweet in a really great way in a really dramatic way yeah. uh in a really interesting way yeah um and you know i, I still love walder frey's voice i think he's great <laughs> yeah and i hope i hope that we see him again via via Arya stark's I face, think face magic paul's dad that he most aspires to be <laughs> walder frey you know the, yeah, I mean, it's it's he's big, all about his family, he's got a big family. It, it, you know, he's he's got a heck of a brood, and uh, you know, I think uh, him and uh, Ramsey Bolton were shocking to me because they were satisfying, and you don't get that in the show. And right. when it happens, you're like, oh wow, thank you, like we're so grateful for it. So yeah, I think the dragon too. That mm. when the dragon happens, yeah. That really, I yeah. mean, uh, I should probably. I'm, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna put in the liner notes that, that, that spoilers. That, that, I hope yeah, it's please. I mean, people have had time. They can, yeah, it's the. Yeah. You know, this isn't. This isn't. This isn't yeah. just out. But yeah, the dragon was really surprising as well. To be yeah. fair, although actually, I, although I did believe, although I did believe that they, I was like, all right, they've got to start killing these things off because yeah. it's all, too powerful. I, yeah, I believe that all the dragons need to die. But yeah. you know, I I thought that a dragon was gonna die in there. I didn't actually. Really? Yeah. Like I was like there by what by what how they kind of set up the, the yeah, scene how yeah. they photographed it well by by the fact that she was bringing all of them it's like oh it's a terrible choice and like all of these like 
things that it was foreboding, like it had to be paid off dramatically somehow. Right. And so I was like, oh, one of the dragons is going to die. Yeah. I, th- I thought a dragon was going to die. Did you think I, it was going to be by White Walker Javelin throw? I didn't think that. And I also <laughs> I also didn't think that it was going to come back yeah. as as a, you know the, the ice dragon. Really? You didn't yeah. think it was going to be a white? No. no I mean, I they could raise literally anything from the yeah. dead. Um, what what's actually most shocking was um, that they had these forged chains that they were able. <laughs> oh, right. Where did those right. chains like, come from? Where are the? Where, first of all, where did you get these chains? There's some <laughs> ogre in the back of the train. <laughs> right, right, it's right, just right. like, why am I carrying these stupid? <laughs> what are we gonna do with these chains once we get across the wall? He's just re- he's totally alive and he's just really loud about it. Like, oh my god, these chains. These chains are killing me, guys. They're killing me. Did anyone think this me. through? I don't understand. <laughs> my stars, the weight of these <laughs> chains. Um, I mean, that's. I mean, so are you? I'm really excited for Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, I think. Who do you think ends up? It, it, brief, if you could take. If you could take about thirty seconds, who ends up on the Iron Throne? It's about. It's about the throne, right? It's the Game of mm-hmm. Thrones. Somebody's got to end up on the Iron Throne. Somebody's king of all Westeros. Who ends up on it, and who's and who's king, you know who's king and the queen? I, th- I think I think John and uh, Danny are going to pull it out somehow. Somehow, I don't know if they'll both make it's, it. It's but. important to remember. All right, so we got one vote for John and Danny. It's important to remember that um, siblings marrying is not gross in this world. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's going to be John and Danny yeah. together. I think it's going to be John and Sansa. Okay. John and right. Sansa. Yeah. Okay. Because I think uh, that's interesting. North and South. Because I think well, there there's that, and I think John's gonna have to murder Danny mm. for some sword reason. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. Sure. I think he's. I think he's gonna. I think Danny's his Nisa Nisa. If you're into the Azora High theory, and I think he has to plunge the sword into her heart to slay whatever beast is. Mm. Okay. He's gonna have to slay. So it's gonna be a sacrifice reason. Right. I yeah. think Danny has to sacrifice herself. Well, maybe. And maybe. her dragons. I think Danny's dragons, and I think Danny has to die. I think what it's gonna be actually at the end of the day is John's gonna have to sacrifice himself, and it's gonna be Danny and Sansa. That's amazing. That would be. Awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. That, that would be pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that is all the time we have to today, uh, for today. Thank you so much to everyone who submitted questions to us. If you want your questions answered and your name said aloud on the podcast, hit us up on Facebook on the Dads on Dads on Dads page and throw us a like or hit us up on Twitter at Dads on Dads Pod and toss us a follow or email us at Dads on Dads on Dads at gmail.com. This podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, and wherever you get your podcast. It's available on SoundCloud. <laughs> SoundCloud. Touch the monkey. <laughs> special thanks to computer music all-stars for the theme song and to our wives without whom we would not be dads check back for updates at www.outrunthebearmedia.com and for mike and colin i'm paul thank you for listening keep on dadding